besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome to the Driver's Seat. You can smell it in the air. It is race week and boy, oh boy, are we excited. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Boys, are you fired up? Are you excited? Well, Matt, you'd be excited. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm um, like a dog with two. I have no idea what to do with myself. I'm that excited. Get on a plane for the first time in a month or two. There's no COVID cases in Victoria that's that's threatening a, a border closure. So at this stage, we'll be on track on Friday. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, someone else that's going to be on track this Friday and is doing pretty well for themselves in the uh, championship at the moment. Here's our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice, the one and only Lee Holdsworth. <laughs> <G'day>. <laughs> Oh, what a crowd. I didn't know you guys were allowed crowds back yet. <laughs> yeah, we're, you see, we're on the Gold Coast, Lee, so uh, we can do anything up here, which is why you stayed up uh, here, the footballers stayed up here. So there's probably a crowd of, I don't know, what do you reckon, Stevie J? Five? Oh, six, maybe? Maybe seven. <laughs> yeah. Dedicated, though. Yeah. Dedicated. Hey, uh, uh, mate, stuff. welcome to the show. Congratulations Thank you. Uh, on the start of your racing year down in Tasmania, TCR. Pretty good, solid start for something that you're not used to piloting. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, it was a it was a good start. I was pretty. I was actually a bit shocked myself that um, that I took to it. Um, you know, quite the transition um, as well as I did because you know those cars are just so different. Absolutely, um, you know, one extreme to the other. Going from a supercar to a, a TCR car, and um, uh, but awesome fun, and it's really cool to get back into something where you've got to work on yourself, really work, well, you do anyway in, in supercars or whatever you're in, but um, you get much more out of uh, working on yourself in a TCR car than you do in a supercar. Hey, mate, uh, obviously looking back at Tasmania, back at Simmons Plains, that was a bit of, uh, I guess, baptism of fire for you because you didn't, you actually didn't have any running really in a TCR car previous to that. I think you had... You did a bit of a test day over there, but it was wet, so you didn't really get a, a fair run. Yeah. But then you, you roll out, and you're like P1 in every session and just about win every race if it wasn't for a bit of bad luck. <laughs> so just, are, you just doing, are you just doing it for us old blokes, or what's the story? <laughs> Mate, I'm trying to show – yeah, I'm trying to carry the, carry the torch for the old blokes to show that, you know, prove that we're not over yet. We're not washed out, so um, – <laughs> but uh mate it was just i just really enjoyed it and yeah you're going to i suppose it's a completely different mentality you know you you, you go out there to win but um you know each night you go home and or i was going back to uh my where my brother stays with tim shaw and, and having a beer with the boys and 
just enjoying it. You know, I was very relaxed and uh, and being with Ash and his team as well, it's quite a, a relaxed environment. So um, I just it was it was just getting back to basics and uh, and it reminded me a lot of my Commodore Cup days. So I just really enjoyed it and and it showed and um, I don't know maybe maybe that uh, maybe that's the trick. <laughs> yeah, just get back to enjoying it back get back to the grassroots kind of stuff because exactly. that's what it kind of like i race a, a trans am car and that's to me that's what it feels like it feels like you were there with all your mates as you said you were there with your brother you're going back to tim shaw's place mm. it kind of feels we know it's very corporately structured and we've got we've all got big sponsors all that kind of stuff but mm. it just doesn't seem to have that level of pressure necessarily um yet you know yet i know yet we're probably a couple of years away from it but it it just feels like the top level at the moment of almost club level motorsport if that makes sense yeah 100 100 percent. and and you can see the potential in it huge potential but um yeah i don't know it was just uh you know i suppose when you've been in supercar uh anything um below supercar is going to feel a lot less uh pressured so um yeah i mean you 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 know when you're operating in supercar for 15 odd years um full time i suppose you you become used to the pressure but you don't really realize uh you're not conscious of that pressure the whole time um even though you you know it's hanging there in the background but you're not really thinking about it the whole time so yeah. you know to go into it and um into TCR and uh i, I don't know just it, it just um you look back and you go, man, there was a lot of pressure in supercar. <laughs> yeah. um, but but it's, you know, I, I love that pressure at the same time. You always go out there and no matter what you do, you go out there to uh, whenever you're racing anything, whether it's, you know, racing your brother down the street uh, on foot or, or whether you go out there in TCR or supercar or whatever, you're always out there to win. Um, as soon as, you know, as soon as you put a helmet on in a race car, you, um, you know, you, you're thinking nothing less but to get to the front. So, um, you put the pressure on yourself, I suppose, but um, yeah. it's nice to just put, just have yourself putting the pressure on you. <laughs> Mate, you and I mean, you and Chaz. I just want to try to get you to sort of uh, as easily as you can explain, you know, the total difference in from a supercar to a TCR car. I mean, it's front wheel drive. It's very, very different. You know, I mean, you and Chaz Mozzie uh, obviously raced on that weekend did a great job. I mean, you're here now. Let us know and let everybody that, that's listening know just the di- you know, some of the differences that you found and um, just how much you had to adapt to so quickly. Well, oh, the, the first thing that shocked me was the entry balance of the car. I, I really didn't expect to uh, for it to, to want to swap ends on entry when you're on the tra- when when you're trail braking into the corner. So when you when you approach like under brakes in a straight line, these things are unbelievable. They pull up on a dime now because they're so light because they're um, you know they've got great brakes. They got a huge um, front disc and and rotor and uh, uh, caliper and um, great brakes. So um, unbelievable in a straight line. But then when you carry the brake into the corner as you apply some lock. The rear just has no weight on it at all, so you, you find yourself tippy toeing into the corner, probably turning a little earlier than what you what you normally would, um, just to manage the rear. But then it's rotating too much on entry when you're on the brake. But then as soon as you clear the brake and you pick up throttle, then you get a bit of understeer because you you're then driving from the front 
Um, so <laughs> it's Sounds a really like hard fun. car to balance. <laughs> oh, so, it, so it almost right. sounds like a uh, a little Suzuki Swift with a couple of Maccas trays under the rear wheel, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly right, mate. You would remember in the car park of a Maccas back, back in the day doing that. Uh, exactly like that. Back in the day? Um, back in the have day. you seen him back recently? He's spending, more time at Maccas. <laughs> He's spending more time at Maccas than he has in his life. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, you can find him down at Cooper I, sliding around on trays. I've got a lifetime supply a lot of, of trays. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've burnt through a few. <laughs> I have. I have. I'm yeah. passing him down to Jet now, no. too. He's just not allowed to eat yeah. what was on the tray, that's all. <laughs> Mate, it's hard to eat it when you've already uh, all, eaten it. <laughs> all that training back then at Mac is has uh, exactly. been put to good use. But it's um and that, so when you get on the throttle, because it's driving from the front, then any wheel spin and you're getting understeer. So when you look at the supercar you know, you well, sometimes you can get a bit loose on entry, as you know, Jack, uh, CBJ. Yep. Um, but you can manage that a lot easier by just releasing brake and uh, or, or applying more brake um, to stop it coming around. But then as you come through the corner, you, you tend to get a bit of understeer once you've cleared the brake because the weight's off the nose. But then you can actually turn the car quite a bit with the throttle. Um, and, I, and I guess uh, with, with your... Uh, with your historic or touring car masters car or uh, or a trans am or something like that you you know you know that half the corner is done on the throttle on the exit um just yep. bringing it around but you manage that with the throttle as to how much you're turning the car um so there that's the it, it's it's basically the corner in reverse <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i yeah. guess it makes a lot of sense because the the you know you the, the cars in reverse with the with the drive where where the drive comes from uh, Lee, that all sounds too hard for me, just quietly. I'll, I'll stay away from front wheel drive. Um, between, between you, me, Stevie J, the seven people in the studio here, um, tell me, how good did it feel on the first day of supercars uh, and for the first time in about 17 years you weren't there? Did that, did that feel good? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I can't imagine it. To be it honest, did. it felt shit out. Um, yeah. I sat there on the couch. Well, you know, when you when you know you should have been there. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I had a contract this year but uh but I wasn't there. So it's um yeah, it was it was a pretty shitty feeling to be honest, just watching going, Man, you know, back to the best track in the country or, or one of the best tracks in the world and, and knowing that you should have been on, on the grid and uh and the last time we were there, you know, I had a speedy car and we were working on things and, and sort of making ground every time we hit the track so um yeah it was hard to watch and i ended up you know a lot of people were ringing me saying i bet you're getting flogged you know having a beer um (laughs) just trying to (laughs) trying to enjoy the racing but i had that much anxiety built up and that much energy that i just ended up just walking out the door and going for a run because you know i had to burn it off but um not a bad idea yeah it it was it was a hard it was a hard thing to do um but then, you know, I didn't want to miss out on what was going on as well because, sure. you know, I wanted to see who was doing well and, um, you know, it's great to watch. So, yeah, it was, uh, it's it's going to get easier, I think, over time. But, yeah, a bit hard to watch the first one, that's for sure. Sure. And you just mentioned it then. You are expected to be on the grid this year with Tickford. You mm. had a contract in play. There's been a lot said, obviously, of of the inability to get a wreck and all of that sort of stuff to give you the opportunity mm. to drive. But... 
What happens in that scenario when you do have a contract in play? You are expected to be racing this year. I mean, don't obviously go into too many details, no. but do you get paid out? Do they just say, well, sorry, Lee, we haven't got a car for you? How does that play out in the back rooms of, of Tickford? Oh, it probably comes down to what your contract says in the end. Um, I mean, Tickford were in a position where they uh, they had four drivers and, and three wrecks, um, so they were they were in a hard position. Um, so then, you know, it comes down to a bit of negotiating as yep. to uh, as to how you you both walk away happy, I guess. Um, so that's yeah, that's in the end what it came down to. Because yeah. um, like, how does JLB? Know, nothing... How does Jack LeBrock get a drive, and you don't get a drive? What separates? you and Jack LeBrock and, and uh, Cam Waters um, from that situation? Like, you're all employees of of Tickford. How do they get a drive over you if you've all yeah, got contracts well, in place? I mean, it, it comes down to the commercial aspects of the sport, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, who can... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to say that... Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sitting here going, I'm, I'm bitter because... Jack's in a seat or Cam's in a sure. seat or sure. or JC's in a seat um, in front of me because um, the reality is that uh, these days in in the sport, a lot of drivers do um, you know bring a bit of funding um, yep. or a bit of support with them from sponsorship. And um, and I, I'm not one of them and I never have been. Um, well, you can see from my TCR car, it's pretty blank. So... <laughs> <laughs> You've actually got Erebus uh, on there. You've actually got Betty on there supporting you, which I was have. great. I thought it was great to see. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, well, I might go into that a bit after this. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, obviously Jack, when he came, um, Truck Assist came as well and a, and yeah. a, a few others. But, um, but you know, JC has his connection with Boost and uh yeah, there's just so many links between drivers and sponsors these days that. Um, well, you can you know, just see when Davy Reynolds. You can see when Davy Reynolds went yes. to Kelly Racing and Penrite went there with him. Mm. So that's that's another good example. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, and it's been heading that way for a long time now. Um, I think you know, Stevie, when uh, when you got involved and when I got involved, um, you know, it was there was most of the drivers were picked up just from. Uh, seeing what they've done in ca- other categories. Yeah, exactly. And and gay and like this, I think the money then um, it's changed a lot. The commercial side of it's changed a lot. There's yeah. not that much money around now where you can just go, hey, let's get you know. Even you got got guys like Brock Feeney who are, you know, everyone's saying, oh, he might be the next one at uh, at Triple Eight mm. or whatever it might be. But the reality is, the amount of money that he's bringing to do even that Super Two drive. Um, you know, is is over and beyond what most people can bring anyway. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, when back in '06 and around that era, uh, I think the TV money it was seven fifty per car or something like that in appearance wow. money. So, um, and and I think it was only about. Uh, yeah. Well, I think back then GRM were were saying it was about one and a half per car to run. So really, only needed seven fifty in sponsorship um, per car to yeah, right. to break even. Now these days, you know, you're talking over two mil to run a car, and uh, and and something like four hundred from you know TV. So uh, it's a it's a major difference between what it was then and what it is now to 
to actually mm. meet the numbers and and sponsorship was a lot easier back then to get I think as well you know with the current um, you know economic climate it's very very difficult Stuff. it couldn't be there couldn't be a more difficult time and I think yeah but looking forward to a positive you uh, you've signed with Chazzy Mozzie and and Walkinshaw mm-hmm. Andretti United for the Bathurst 1000 and I'll have you know that on our first show we got told to go out the back to the cupboard grab the crystal balls bring them out here dust them off give them a clean and a polish uh, <laughs> I tipped you and Chazzy to win the Bathurst 1000 and uh, oh, wow. Stevie J here my learned friend he tipped you to win TCR. So you're certainly in the <laughs> minds of everyone. I, I think you, you're in a bloody good spot with WAU for the Enduro later on in the year. That was a that was a great drive to grab, I reckon. It was, yeah. Chazzy, uh, Chazzy got onto the phone on the phone to me pretty early, and um, and you know got me excited about the whole thing. So he was brilliant. He helped me a lot through um, through what I was going through as well. And um, yeah, I, I just I. You, you can see where that team is heading, and you can see everyone knows how talented Chaz is and and what he's doing for that team. Um, but with what they're putting behind him and and the investment investment they're making into the team at the moment, I I, I see it's only going to get better. So I wanted to be a part of that, and um, you know I've been there before in 2015 full time at Walkinshaw, and so I know they've got a good crew, um, but they've just they've come forward in in leaps and bounds since then so yeah their first year in with Chazzy to finish uh, top five in the championship and um you know podiums they've um they've done a great job and you know you see what he did at Bathurst just last weekend um you know podiums on both days uh and he was fastest in practice and there's so much potential there and it's just a matter of unlocking it and they're not far away so Hopefully they've done it by the time Bathurst rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're hoping. That's what you're hoping, isn't it? What about what about Absolutely. what about unlocking some speed this weekend, Leroy? What's the what's the ticket for you down there at Phillip Island? What you know, you obviously have have you driven the TCR car down there? I haven't, no. I haven't, no. They did a test day just before Tassie and uh, and I wasn't at that one, so um, probably a bit behind the eight ball at this point. But yep. um yeah, Plus, you've been slugged with a bit good. of penalty, haven't you? You've been slugged with a bit of yes. uh, like what they call balance of performance, whatever they want to call it. Yeah, so basically my body weight <laughs> they've put into the car on top as well. So Could be worse, um, mate. They could have put my body weight. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. I was going to say that. <laughs> well, I reckon if we win this weekend, they will, mate. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll just, mate, I'll just come, for a, come for a ride can every you imagine, Can you imagine what 175 kilos does in uh, weight balance to your car? <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're going to need a four litre, not a two litre, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, uh, like Steve, last time you were in a race car, you we said you were underweight. So uh... Exactly. Well, yes. <laughs> exactly. First time for everything yeah. in the world, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we, we are carrying an extra 60 kilo this weekend. So it's going to be it's going to be bloody difficult, but... Um, you know, at least Phillip Island's a bit of a, you know, it's much more of a flowing track than Simmons Plains. Mm. Simmons Plains is, you need that grunt out of the hairpin and um, and off turn two. So, um, you know, MG and, and Honda, I think, will we'll probably struggle a bit. But yeah. uh, I think for the rest of the track, and, and obviously under brakes, it costs you a bit with, you know, your braking marker as well. You'll probably have to pull it up a little, little earlier than what they were at the test day. Um 
But I don't know. I I think the Alphas are a really quick little car, and um, I just, you know if we can run somewhere around that top five, top six uh, this weekend, I think would be a good result um, and, and just keep the championship going and then some, hopefully someone else gets a penalty for the next round and we can blast <laughs> everyone at Bathurst. <laughs> you got you got to get ahead of that Geordie Cox. I know, I know. Well, he, he's he's a good little, good steerer. He's a very good steerer. Tucker. And he, oh, he's yeah. got that car working really well. I was actually you know, having a really good look at it for in both <laughs> those uh, races where I was following him, um, yeah. or all three races really, just seeing how different his car was handling compared to mine. And there are a few differences, which I'm, I've taken into account and I'm trying to work okay. on this weekend. So, um, yeah. but yeah, he, he's a really good steerer and, um, there's some, there's some great young talent coming through the, the ranks, you know, and, um, now my wife gives me shit because I'm racing against 17 year olds now. And <laughs> <laughs> it's no good if you don't beat them. <laughs> Mate, I, I know what your wife's saying there because I got our entry list for Trans Am this weekend, and there's a Seaton, there's a Morris, there's a Grice, there's a Holdsworth. <laughs> they're all they're all the sons though, so yeah, they're yeah. all the kids of the legends. So you know you look at you it. Don't and tell think, it. Don't tell anyone that. How old am I getting? No stress You're now. I can sit around the back. Legends. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's exactly right. Hey, it doesn't say their name. It doesn't say their first name on the side of the car. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. So if I beat them on my socials, I'll put up. Oh, beat Seaton. That's right. Morris Holdsworth. Yeah, yeah. no dramas. Bryce <laughs> beat okay. some some of the legendary names of the sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's highly unlikely. But anyway, so so lethal. Before we let you go, um, obviously we mentioned you drive with WAU, and I'll, I'll use a another driver uh, who was out of a drive last year, Tim Slate. He managed to team up with DJR mm. Team Penske at the time, and now he's back on the grid. We've got Gen 3 coming in next year, and obviously there could be a lot of changes happening across the field. If there was an opportunity to get back full-time in supercars, would you snap it up? Uh, it, w- it would depend what it is. Uh, I've, you know, I've been uh, in, in you know, good teams and I've been in bad teams and um, I know how mentally draining it is to be in you know, a team that is not performing. So um, I, I'd need to, but yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely look at any opportunity that came up and uh, and if it was the right one, then absolutely, I'd, I'd snap it up in an instant. So, um, you know, my passion, my fire, the fire is still there in the belly. So, yeah. <laughs> so if Team Sydney came and knocking that? on Lee, Hol- if Team Sydney came <laughs> knocking on Lee Holdsworth's door, how would that go down? <laughs> Would you do oh, the same as Fabian? Would you do the same as Fabs? Have to see how they're going, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lethal, before we let you go, one more question, uh, of, which I have to ask you. But how is it that you were able to get your Alfa Romeo started and up the front, and Robbo seemed to struggle so much with his? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it, the, the the electronics on these things is an absolute head. You know what? It's um. Like, you know, you press the launch button. I think this is what happened to Caruso. But if you press the launch button as you're rolling, as you've just rolled up to the grid to start the race and you release it and then want to push it in again, it won't let you. The car will go into limp mode. So um, you've, you've got to make sure that once once you've pressed that launch button, you hold it down forever until you, uh, you're in second gear. But, oh, yeah, it's wow. a, it's a, there's some strange little systems um 
going on sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it's a wonder they don't just, yeah, you know, um, sort it out, but yeah, I don't know. That looks like that's what Caruso did. But I love hearing his in-car, the onboard camera um, audio. It was just—it was typical Robbo, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That fiery Italian. Mate, <laughs> oh, mate, mate. won't was, start. It won't so start, mate. <laughs> uh, it was so good. We could have superimposed Todd Kelly over that. Why? Why? Oh, why? Yes. why? <laughs> So um, uh, well, Lethal, good luck this weekend at Phillip Island, mate. I mean, considering thanks, the fact guys. this is the first time you've been in the TCR car um, in your first round and you're already four points um, from the series leader and uh, it could have gone a lot different uh, if race three played out your way. But, uh, mate, it's good to see at least you've got yourself a nice driver for the year and it's on free-to-wear as well, so make sure you check it out on the screens of seven. But, uh, Lethal, it's always a pleasure and uh, good luck this weekend. Yeah, thanks very much. I'll just mention Betty because I didn't get back to that. But, yeah, yeah it's been brilliant to have Betty's support coming on in TCR. I, I actually wouldn't be racing in TCR at all, or probably any category for that matter, if, if she didn't jump on and um, and give me some support. So massive yeah. thank you to her. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and do my best this weekend. I think, I think that sort of shows, you know, the sort of bloke Lee is, to be fair. You know, you... Yeah. you She's driven for Betty, still got a great relationship there, and then she throws him some money to yeah, to, to put him back in a car when he's had a, a bit of a hard run. You know, I think that's fantastic and, and really, really good look for you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. And, and tell, you, tell your brother Thanks, to go easy on me this weekend, will you? <laughs> <laughs> tell Brad I'll give him 50 if he fences him. <laughs> I wonder if that was the same conversation that Tim Shaw had with uh, Graham Chaney yes. on Saturday night when he got fenced really hard as oh, well. Dear. Tim Shaw will not be at, at Phillip Island this weekend, I don't feel. Yeah, you've picked up one position already. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but uh, Lethal, you've given us uh, plenty of time, mate, and uh, thank you so much for joining us on the driver's seat. It's always a pleasure and it's really great to see you up the front mate and uh, hopefully you've got some uh, mantle, uh, mantelpiece space for the trip back from Phillip Island <laughs> Cheers mate, I hope so I hope I need it <laughs> Thanks guys, always a pleasure uh, There we Cheers, go, uh, Lee Holdsworth there on the drive, isn't it great to see him back on board uh, for 2021 in a, in a drive So oh, good. It'd be terrible if he was lost to our sport because he's, he's a great guy Everybody, lo- everyone loves him, there's not if you literally go up and down pit lane, there's not anyone that's got a bad word to say about Lee Holdsworth. So it's great to see him back. They're a big racing family. They've been on the scene for a very long time. Brett's racing this weekend. So to have both of the Holdsworth boys out there this weekend is, is going to be great. And he was very, very um, thankful down there in Tasmania. I was in his pit for quite a bit of that weekend when I wasn't racing myself. And, uh, you know, he was just loving it. You know, he was just almost relieved to be still in a car to start with. And then the announcement after that that he's – Racing with Chazzy at Bathurst, I think, super. Yeah. Good to see you're in his pit. You didn't come down to my pit. <laughs> I did come down to your pit when you, you had food You walked through there. when I had donuts there, <laughs> and that was all I saw of you. Yeah, you are like the phantom donut grabber. When catering was there, that's the best way to find him. <laughs> uh, just before, before we uh, get to our break, because we've got to get to our next guest, now a little TCR extravaganza. Uh, here's a text in on 0433981116. Big fan of Lee. My daughter and I chatted to him as he was preparing for his first drive with GRM, he was so cool, respectful, and engaging, despite probably shitting himself inside. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's, just, that's Lee. That just that sort of memories. sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that sums it up just nicely. <laughs>
But yes, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. It is our TCR extravaganza, the Shannon's Motorsport Australian Championships. Be there trackside March 13 to 14. You can get your tickets now via Eventbrite. We were talking to Lee Holdsworth beforehand. He's currently sitting second in the championship, and it's some real wheel-to-wheel racing. And uh, if what we ex- what we saw down in Tassie was an indication of what we can expect at Phillip Island, well, we're in for an absolute treat, aren't we, boys? Oh, I reckon so. I mean, I, our next guest is, I think Stevie calls him my love child, but I've just known that our next guest for a long time. But um, it, it's on, on the right track when the cars and the balance of performance are right, it's going to be wheel-to-wheel racing. I think we saw, I don't think we saw the best of them in Tasmania because it was too spread. Um, but I think once they continue to get their balance of performance right, like the Hondas were diabolical in Tasmania, yep. um, they should be up the front. You know, John Martin, Tony D'Alberto, they should be up the front, mixing it with Lee Holdsworth and Geordie Cox and, and those guys. Well, you know what? If you said that he he didn't unlock all his potential in Tassie, I mean, he got two wins at Simmons Plains and he's the current leader of the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Jordan Cox. Hello, <laughs> How are good you doing, evening. Good evening, Geordie. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. What an intro. I love the clapping in the background. Fantastic. <laughs> no, they're real. Well, yeah, what are you talking about? We had to get the studio audience in, mate. Yeah. <laughs> they're all they've all been COVID tested. They've all, you know, sanitized their hands and it's like the footy show in here. Remember the old footy show you had a live audience? Oh, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Love it. <laughs> hey mate, uh, well done, Tasmania. What a great start to the year for you. Picked up your first win in the category. Um, but you know, you obviously uh, went on with that winning that round and having a very successful non-championship round the weekend later at Baskerville. Yeah, it was a great, great weekend, mate. I'll tell you what, I was, I was spent by the end of those, well, two weekends actually. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a fair roller coaster for me, mate. Like I, I sort of had a new approach for this year. It was just solid, consistent results. And then turned out they were solid, consistent podiums and wins. So it was, it was, it was much more than expected. So, um, Simmons was obviously obviously good, um, and, and basketball we we actually turned into a bit of a test session. Um, so we changed some things and tried some things, and so, some things worked, some didn't, and um, it can only put us in better stead for Philip Island. Mate, I want to talk to you because your your wins have are well documented. You're, you're documented. You're leading the championship, all that kind of stuff. Everyone, tongue in cheek, knows you as Geordie Cox, internet sensation. But I was thinking about it today. One of the things I love about your story is that there's a whole bunch of club racers out there who race in improved production or, you know, BMW classes or any of that sort of stuff um, that are more than likely to going to spend their whole career at that level. And the reality is you're a very successful improved production club type racer who has now made it to the lead of the championship of a national category, high-profile national category with the names Holdsworth, uh, Chaz Mostert, Aaron Cameron, <laughs> Dylan O'Keefe, Delberto, Caruso, Barguana, Caruso, big names. Moffat. Moffat. 
do you pinch yourself on a daily basis that you've gone from talented club racer to now right on the edge of 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 potentially this year winning a national championship? <laughs> That's a funny one, Matty. I like I, I didn't really think about it often, like at all, and until you put it like that or bring it up, um, yeah, it makes it all a bit surreal and 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 pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, definitely had a different path to most. Um, but I think I only started doing track days when I was 18, 17, 18, I think. Wow. I just literally did track days at Wakefield Park. And then um, one thing led to another. My little Suzuki Swift track car got a got a roll cage and, you know, all the mods that go with it and and then started racing. So it, it's pretty cool. And, and I do get... <laughs> It's a, it is funny because I do get a few raised eyebrows when you know people said, "Oh yeah, what, what age did you start go karts?" I said, "Mate, I never did go karts." <laughs> the funny thing is, um, you and Shane Van Gisbergen are in good good company there because he never raced go karts either. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did. I did hear that the um, recently too. So, which which was interesting. He was a um, mm. and Shane, like we all know, his his abilities and his his car control, yep. and I think. I sort of I do a bit of one-on-one coaching with with some some people and um, I, I think the path that I took you, you sort of I feel as though I've got very good car control and understand I feel as though Gizzy's sort of the same you, yeah. you know, if you do a motocana or a rallycross or a dirt event you just understand the you know uh, the you know the skill set required and the, and the car attitude and how to work it Max Verstappen's another one not saying not, not sort of comparing myself to Max Verstappen, but Jeez, you put yourself you know, up there, mate. SVG <laughs> and Max Verstappen. <laughs> Have a look I'm at really you go. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, but though, it's I... sort of that different, diff, different sort of background, and and I've seen, um, you know, some some go karters are a bit bit delayed in in picking up on that. They definitely pick it up once they've reached the top levels, but um, yeah, it's I think it's a it's a different way of going about it. That's for sure. Well, Jordy, the first time I heard of you now, obviously you uh, you were the engineer for Maddie in his uh, inaugural Super Utes debut back in a couple of years ago. But uh, look, I, we've all seen the the viral video of you going around the traps. But uh, you're pretty damn talented behind the wheel of anything. I mean, you got behind the wheel of a Trans Am car at Baskerville. It's the first time you've driven a rear wheel drive. You're doing some stuff with Gary Rogers Motorsport, who are well well entrained with the TCR program and the S5000 Championship as well. Have you thought about maybe jumping one of the other categories that's on offer? I mean, because just at Phillip Island alone this weekend, we've got the TCR Series, the S5000, the GT World Challenge, the Trans Am Series, uh, and the two Porsche categories. I mean, the world's your oyster if you want. Mate, to um, to answer your question simply, I'll, I'll drive anything. Um, <laughs> Trans Am, GTs, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll drive it. So um, uh, it's definitely a, uh, an itch to drive, to race in a rear-wheel drive category. I've just predominantly done front-wheel drive stuff. And, and um, yeah, probably the Trans Am car was the first real rear-wheel drive car I've driven. You know, dog box, H-Pratton, sorry, yeah, dog box, slick tyres, you know, chassis car, good low center of gravity um and i loved it i really did um and it's i've driven some other rear wheel drive cars you know mx5s and 86s um just at local track days or test days or something like that and um it's very different to a front wheel drive like the, the weight transfer the way you carry the brake i've definitely noticed traits between front wheel drive to rear wheel drive is 
very um, don't carry over and it's very different. So I, I'd really like to sink my teeth into a, a real drive car. I mean, the aim would be supercars. Um, that would be a, you know, if someone asked me what your dream would be is to line up on the grid at Bathurst in a supercar. So, um, yeah, uh, one day... I'm definitely open. Put it that way, boys. <laughs> definitely open. <laughs> you can, mate. You you know you can drive my Trans Am car anytime you want. Yeah, buddy. Skids. That's Love it. <laughs> no, not skids. Just drive it. <laughs> Just drive it. No skids. Um, mate, tell me about I'll this weekend. At... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do that in someone else's car. Um, tell me yeah. about this weekend at Phillip Island. A sensational circuit. Super fast and forecast for a bit of rain on the weekend, how do you see your chances this weekend against people like Lee Holdsworth and Chazzy and, and uh, those sorts of names? Uh, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot going on this weekend. I mean, Phil Bond's a very different track. Simmons, I expect the, um, the grid to be a lot tighter at Simmons, like more manufacturers involved in, in that top sort of battle. Um, I think, um, and they're the rain on Saturday, I read this morning. That's going to throw a spanner in the works. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, look, look, I expect this to be strong. Look, aiming for top five, top three consistently. The win would be, um, you know, the number one goal, but just being realistic on everything. We just want to score points. And, and by doing that, you, get, you know, with the championship, you've got to have consistent good results. So I think, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I think, I don't think we'll see the spread of cars like we did at Simmons. I expect the Hondas to rocket up the order. Um, the Hyundais are just like mightily fast uh, wherever you take them, and I expect no different there. So um, I'm really looking forward to the battle. Really looking forward to it. I, I don't know about you, Matty, but Phillip Island is probably one of the, one of the fastest racetracks in the country. Mm. We've just had Lee Holdsworth on and basically telling us that the thing handles like a fly swat yep. or a a Suzuki Swift, as, as I said, a Suzuki Swift with McDonald's trays under the rear wheels. Yes. So um, to go to Phillip Island, uh, fast track in the country pretty much, um, in the wet, in a car that you know that's going to be extremely loose in the rear. Yeah. Oh, thanks. How do you get excited about that? <laughs> I know. But I, I wasn't excited. <laughs> <laughs> Excitement was not the word he used. <laughs> and I love the wet. I really do. It's, it's a great skill and, and car leveller. Um, and I think, and when I heard, saw the rain, I went, oh, cross. Like, I just wanted a good, solid weekend with, with yeah. no drama. And the problem with the rain is you just got no room for error. Um, and to drive Phillip Island fast in the wet, you know, you've got to look for that outside line, and you, it's just, you know, if you just overstep the mark and hit that grass, you're gone. You, you, yeah. There's no coming back from it, and you're more than likely going to hit a wall. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, like it's not the pressure I wanted, put it that way, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll embrace it. <laughs> I reckon it's going to be pretty sensational for Victorian fans too to finally get to a racetrack and watch a, a big national category. I think, you know, Phillip Island is a, an, an evocative place, an emotive place. People love going there. And with those categories like GT and Trans Am and TCR and S5000 will be awesome to watch. I'm really hoping that we get a really big crowd down there because they deserve to have a good race meeting after such a difficult year. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you look at the, look at the spread of types of cars and categories going, appeals to a broad range of spectator base and I think um, 
you know, a lot of people will be chomping at the bit to, to see it. Like, you know, it's a bit of a motorsport weekend or motorsport month for Victoria. You know, Shannon's Nationals this weekend, Supercars next. I'm pretty sure it's Sandown. So um, they're getting a, getting a taste of everything. And I think I think we'll see quite a few people there. I was really disappointed when, when they cancelled it with the Superbikes. I think that would have been yeah. an epic mm. event. Um, just with the, you know, the different... You know, basically cross code, so to speak. I think it would have been great. So, anyway, I expect to see a good crowd, and and I think I reckon they'll love the Trans Ams. So, uh, a grid of twenty four. I think they got around there. That'll be um, yeah, that'll be great. And obviously the GT cars are yeah, they're they're a spectacle to watch as well. And what's your advice for me this weekend, mate? As my former engineer. <laughs> What did you always tell me when I got in the car? And Matthew's love child. What is your... <laughs> what, don't what, don't love child. <laughs> He's just a good it's young like, kid. You know, Jordan's like your second son. Yeah, okay. I'll Pretty take much. that. I'll take that. Hey, I'm proud for him to be my second son. Don't worry about that. That's good. <laughs> what's, yeah, what's the cool. advice, Jordan? Matthew's a cool guy. Matthew's a cool guy. I'll go with cool. <laughs> um, what was the phrase? What was the phrase, Matty? Um, Every time I get in the, the car... Like I could be, I could be right off the back of the grid with a turbo that wouldn't work or any of that sort of stuff. And this quiet voice came over my, over my headset. Righto, Matty, eyes up, P one, turn one, <laughs> and I could be like fifteenth. And he wants me straight. So, mate, I am expecting this weekend from you, P one, T one. Mate, I, I didn't, it didn't even click at Simmons, but um, I used to start every time. And one of the boys, because we, it's a bit of a joke we got at the Pulsar or the local. Um, Pulsar series here and P1 turn one doesn't matter if you're 32nd or first P1 turn one <laughs> and, and, and we're all having a joke about it after so um, yeah Matty P1 turn one buddy you can do it right <laughs> I'll send I'll just send it where do you do it Philip Island do you send it down the inside of turn one or just the outside just blaze around oh, the outside I'm an, outs- I'm an outside fan of Philip Island um, okay. turn turn one Philip Island because it sets you up for two and yeah. once you got the inside line at two, you generally have, um, you know, you got the run, you got them on the run to three. If you get a bad exit of two, mate, Philip Island's strange. You can actually be side by side for half a lap before you, you know, until you sure. get out of Siberia. So, you so know what I, happened I, the last time I went on the outside of turn one? What happened? I ended up on the inside of turn one, backwards at about 170k an hour. Is that in a BMW? Right off a of BMW. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can watch, so you can you can go on YouTube yeah, to no, watch Jordy and his sensational moves, <laughs> or you can go on YouTube and watch me destroy a BMW in a split second. Or, or, or I, I normally do say to Jet when when I am doing a little bit of driver coaching with him, or go karting outside suicide, mate. Just go the inside. But in your case, Manny, go the outside. <laughs> 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 yeah, very, true. very true. Um, Jordy, before we let you go, yeah. mate, uh, looking at your um, the current teammates that you have now, that's a pretty impressive names in that GRM stable. First off, having actually Barry and Gary Rogers there to sort of mentor you and give you their words of advice. But uh, I mean, you're sharing a garage with guys like you know Moff and um, Michael Caruso, and you know your teammate Dylan O'Keefe's also pretty uh, con- pretty competent when it comes to steering too. What's it like being sort of uh, in that garage? Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, for me, like, I, I'm, you know, there's two sides to, to me, I suppose. I'm the big motorsport fan, really. Like, some, sometimes I go to those meetings and I'm a big kid. <laughs> like, I saw Barrett's in my garage last time. Like, I was like, I've grown up watching Barrett's. What the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then all these drivers as well. Um, but then there's the other side of me, the competitor. And I just want to, you know, competing against these guys. I want to get the job done and beat them. So, um, it, it's very... Lots of experience, like 
you know, one thing I, I really underestimated when I first came into the category was like how inexperienced I really was. Like thinking I had a, you know, an idea on watching at home and experience around motor racing growing up. Like just would have thought, but there's there's things you pick up on from Moff, Caruso. Um, you just, there's things you, you there's things you see them do on track that you don't see on TV, and, and even little things the way they carry themselves off track. There, you know, there's things that you get only with experience, and um, it's you know, it's re- it's it's really handy for someone in my position um, to have those guys around me um, to learn from, really. And I think um, that's such you know, with what GRM's doing at the minute with such a yeah, they're all about getting as many cars as they can out there and many as many drivers. It's only good for all us people in GRM, drivers and, and whatnot. We, we're only learning off each other. So it's, um, it's, it's a very exciting time, mate. Well, thankfully, uh, it's live and free on the screens of Seven, so we're not going to miss an absolute moment there. But, uh, Jordy, thanks so much for jumping on the driver's seat, mate. Go well this weekend, and considering the fact that this is only your second season in TCR and you're already sitting on top of the uh, the points table, I think that bodes pretty well for the future. But uh, best of luck this weekend, and go well. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it being on the show. And um, just remember, Matty, P1, turn one. I'll be in New Year's, don't worry. <laughs> Righto. I'll remember. I'll see you down there, brother. <laughs> we need to get yeah, some... We need to get some of those stickers done up and put on the side of your car there, <laughs> yeah. Matty. But, Hashtag uh... P1, turn one. <laughs> hey, can I tell you what, though? Like, I, I know we jested he's like my kid and I'm proud of him and all that kind of stuff. But when I went into the back of the GRM garage, I think it was after Caruso had had his big hit. And, and wiped off the back end of the car, I think. Yep. I walked in there and Jordan Cox is out of his race gear, swinging on the spanners, trying to get trying to get Caruso's car yep. back up and running again. And that's what I like about the kid is yep. that he's wickedly talented, but he'll also do everything that he can for his teammates and his team, not just his own car. He didn't walk away, didn't sign autographs. He just got changed, got on the spanners and was fixing the car. And I, that's a that's a great quality in the young fella. Well, I... Um, I Obviously, had heard of him, but I hadn't met him properly until he was engineering you, Maddie, in the Super Utes. And yeah. we did quite a few track walks together and, yep. you know, obviously got to know him that way. And you're 100% right. He is just uh, the nicest guy. Very clever. Yep. Very clever. Got a good brain on him. Good good engineering brain. Yep. But just, you know, one of those guys that you're just so proud to see there doing what he's doing because you know that he's not taking it for granted. No, he's just – he is an everyday guy. Now in the big leagues, and I love that. Well, make sure you grab your tickets to the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships. Be there trackside on March 13 to 14. You can get your tickets now online via Eventbrite. You're listening to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Back with more right after this. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. 
Yeah, you can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. And a big welcome to anyone that's listening on 1620 SEN Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, hey, Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GC, land of the pineapples <laughs> and palm trees. Uh, <laughs> and the White Shoe Brigade. And the White Shoe Brigade of the real estate clan. That's what we're known as. Uh, Make sure you yeah, text going in. live. Yeah. Going Te- live, which is great. Text in 0433981116 if you want to be part of the show. We do have a text that I'll get to in our next segment. But, uh, yeah, you got to say the big moment is that uh, Phillip Island is finally going ahead because, obviously, as Geordie mentioned uh, there, it was a bit disappointing when we went into lockdown for the quick five days and everything was pushed back because I'm pretty sure we all assume the worst. But, no, six categories in action this weekend. It's going to be absolutely fantastic and... Our very own Matty Mack in action, back in the number yes, five Kubota Racing draw Mustang. The, that'll draw, <laughs> that'll the draw the crowd, Nimsy. <laughs> <laughs> Names like Mostert, Cox, Grice, Seaton. Yeah, I, at McKeldon, I'm going to draw the crowds. <laughs> uh, and as Siri says, McKeldon. Matt McKeldon. McKeldon. <laughs> the only crowd that's going to be around me on the weekend will be when I'm going to get myself a couple of steam dim sims at the uh, tack shop <laughs> or the canteen. That'll be the biggest crowd that I get down there. But, <laughs> it, is, but it is really cool. Like the, yeah. Get some crowds back, open the gates up. Um, you know, obviously we were very limited down at Tasmanian, as you know, Maddie, with obviously the COVID thing. Yep. We couldn't get – there was no crowd into our pits at all. They were only limited to the, the hill there and yep. uh, and car – like obviously their cars and, and they can sit in their cars on the hill. Yep. But to get the crowd back – I mean, I was only listening to the radio today and, and, and actually listening to uh, about the Olympics – coming up yep. and yeah. no cloud no crowd no no cloud or no <laughs> there's probably a, there's probably a big cloud that there's no crowd but <laughs> i can't believe i just said that on air sorry <laughs> in my your, head i'm going that was your push on push on that, push that on. was your outside voice but um yeah obviously the the, the opening ceremony yes. no crowds no. nothing so no. i mean i get that the sport's going to happen and they're going to get their medals and they're going to do all that but i mean won't be the same. It, it won't. It, it, the no. the crowd is what makes well, that that whole atmosphere and that whole enjoyment, and that whole rush. And when it's dead quiet, it's going to be yeah. very bizarre. So well, we, I'm we all remember, so sorry. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that the crowds are going to be back at Phillip Island, Nimsy. Well, we all remember SMP one. Remember how bizarre that was? Yeah, yeah. When there things was came just back, officials and and. You know, it was just, it was, it was weird. nothing there. It was nothing there. But hey, look, we do the best that we can. We've played with the rules. We've got a ripper lineup, as you say, TCR, which is fabulous, S5000. They are going to be mega around this circuit. They yep. are going to be absolutely sensational. GT World Challenge, great to see the GT cars back. Ferraris, Porsches, Lambos, uh, Mercedes, Benz, just that is the track. Perfect for them. for them. Perfect for them. Uh, Trans Am as well. I think we've got 24 cars, including names like Seton, Grice, Morris, uh, Lee Holdsworth's brother, Brett's going to be there as well. Yep. So it, it's going to be. So is Owen Kelly racing there this Owen weekend? Kelly, yeah. so he's, he's back. coming back. And actually Marcus Ambrose is coming yes. over yep. to be his crew chief, So he, yep. which is cool to see that he says as long as he's enjoying it, he's going to come and do it. So that's fantastic. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, it's good to have him back at a circuit. Oh, while we talk about the other categories too, got to mention Thomas Randall, friend of the show. He sits on yep. top of the points in the S5000 category. In fact, he'll yep. be revealing his livery tomorrow too for uh, for um, the the weekend, so, which would be pretty cool to see. But uh, you talk about those names too, Matty. You would have I mean. thought he would have given us a scoop, Nimsy, being such a good friend of the show. <laughs> 
This is true. Oops. But uh, <laughs> looking at his socials, he's too busy trying to uh, get his dog. Uh... <laughs> oh, jeez. Behave. Oh, yeah, behave. I did see that. Yeah. Um, sorry, a text just came in that took my eye, which, we'll, which I'll get to in, in the next break. But uh, look, th- there are some fantastic names there. And as you mentioned, Owen Kelly, Aaron Seaton's there. Nathan Hearn, who was in the news all of last year for... I don't want to say the wrong reasons because that gives it like he's, I don't know, punched a cab driver or something. But, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, the spotlight was put on him and not for his on-track exploits. Yeah. Hopefully now we can sort of see this is why Gary wanted to put him in a car at Bathurst and this is why everyone rates him so well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Just, he's, he's doing double duty. So he's going to do Trans Am and then S5000. The two diametrically opposed cars he's going to run and looking at our schedule there's a couple of races that are back to back so yeah. it's going to roll out of the out of the uh, Trans Am car straight into the S5000 which he which he did actually down at Tasmania too didn't he, he did a great job yeah he did yeah he did so yeah get down and see him live because this would be the first time a lot of Victorians have actually been able to see what Nathan Hearn can do mm. so get down there and support us it'll be great 100%. That is our Bendix Brakes big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence Bendix Brakes Australian technology for all weather confident braking We've got some uh, some texts coming through, which I'll get to in just a moment, right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Now, we always, uh, last year, we were all about um, passing on the good luck charm of the driver's seat. But uh, And remember, uh-huh. if, you, if you want to be part of the show, you can do so and jump on board the temper text, 0433-981116. Temper a matless, a matless. Jeez, how am I a going? Matless. Yeah. A matless. What's a matless? <laughs> uh, it's definitely not something that temper makes because they make a mattress <laughs> like no other. But um, we had some feedback on our Facebook page, and this was from Jay Davidson. I'm not sure if you guys can still claim any longer that being on the show brings good luck slash results. First Slay Dog and now SVG. I just hope Barry is okay moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> oh, we'll, gold. we'll see. We'll see this weekend for two of them. And yeah. um, if we if we have a look-see at uh, the old temper text line, uh, we got one in from our old mate Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> and this one is, hi, Nims. I need you to ask Stevie J the hard question. Was he involved in SVG's accident on the weekend? Conspiracy theory might say it was to help out DGR in the championship. Ooh. That's from Tommy in Toowoomba. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> ah, hitting Tommy. And then another one on number ending 228. Uh, pop, your, pop your names on the old uh, temper text line if you're going to text through because we'd love to give you credit. Hope you boys haven't given Geordie or Lethal the driver's seat curse this week. Slady and Gizzy back to back. Yeah, it's it's a bit, <laughs> bit dicey, that, isn't it? A little like, bit. Can we stop talking about me then or yeah. down there? Because I want to come back in one piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll, we'll know once uh, the weekend's gone. If Lethal and Geordie have had a shocker, then yeah, we're probably going to be hard-pressed to get anyone else on, uh, on the driver's seat, aren't we? Yep. What happened? Tell me, because we've been waiting all week. What happened we, with what? We talked with SVG. We talked oh. about it last week. You go, oh, mate, are we going bike riding this week? We'll yeah. charge up comments, the batteries on our e-bikes. Comments even picked that up on the old socials too. There was a they lot did, of people. actually, yeah. <laughs> so what happened? So, Take us through it. So to answer Tom's 
question. Um, what was it? Read that out again because I, I did have an oh, – hang on, ask him the hard question. Was I involved in SVG's accident? No, I wasn't, all right? I wasn't involved in that. He did it on his own. Uh, secondly, was I with him? Yes, I was with him. Uh, Jet and myself and Shane did go for a mountain bike ride. We'd already done about 15 kilometres. We were sort of uh, heading into our last probably – five k's and um it was just a uh freaky well, let's say freak i mean you know accidents happen you know we were just literally going down it was quite a wide single track shane was in front uh and then jet and then i was bringing up the rear as usual and um yeah so shane uh shane just come over a little hill probably doing about 15k an hour 20k an hour tops like not not crazy speeds down any crazy hills or anything and um there was a rock just sticking out of the ground. Um, Dad knows all about them. And uh, <laughs> Shane's, uh, Shane's friend will just hit the rock on the wrong side and it just basically tore the bars out of his hands and he just went down, went down on his left side. So didn't high side, it just Didn't high flat. side, didn't go over the handlebars, didn't it? Just basically the bike turned right and yep. and Shane went down to the left. And um, it was on the ground and we obviously Jet was there first, just before me, and then we pulled up and you're right. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he goes, oh, actually my shoulder's a bit sore and – and um, yeah, so we um, got out of the bush and took him. I took him straight to the emergency and uh, X-ray, and yeah, it was obviously uh, a collarbone was an issue. So um, yeah, so straight up to uh, to the doctors that you know myself. I I knew of a doctor in in Brisbane, um, and then and then Shane got in touch with um, their physio, their team physio, who knew the same guy, perfect guy for it. Who he actually repaired my daughter's arm when she broke her arm. Yeah. The best upper limb specialist in in the state, if not the country. And uh, yeah, so then he was basically fixed by three o'clock that afternoon, and um, you know, re- or as in operated on and repaired, yeah. and yeah. and um, he should be fine to go in uh, in two weeks' time. So who made the phone call to? To Uncle Roland. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. I actually made a few phone calls to, to Shane's dad and uh, and, and and Shane's dad. Uh, and me. To, yeah, and Shane's dad said, uh, is RD no yet? I said, nope, as far as I'm aware, I'm not even here and you guys can sort that one out. <laughs> That's very funny. Do just... we know what RD's reaction was? Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I, I actually... Popped in and saw Shane two days ago, um, texting every day. And, uh, yeah, so he's, he's doing well, hyperbaric chamber every day. And he said RD was sweet. You know, it's just it's just one of those things. I mean, everyone's going to – you can get – you, you can do Athletes the same thing train. on a road bike, yep. hitting a gutter or whatever. So totally. it's just totally. – you know, and I made a point of saying at the start of the start of the, the ride, let's just enjoy this and not we're not racing, we're not doing anything. Let's just – we don't need anything to happen. And, you know, we were cruising and – Stuff happens, you know. So yeah. next time you ask me to come for a mountain bike ride, no. Yeah, okay. I've done jet now, Shane. So <laughs> yes, no one else. Does, no one's, no <laughs> one's going to want to come riding with me soon. It's because you keep uh, riding around that Indian burial ground. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> look, hopefully that uh, that answers all the texts. But keep them coming through. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Back with more right after this. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. It's that time of the show where we do this. 
This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. So the Driver's Seat Power Rankings, much like the Brownlow Medal or the Dally M, after each round, we'll update the rankings with a 3-2-1 vote. We do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays back. Now, we've got the next round coming up at Sandown in a couple of weeks' time, but the rankings after the Mount Panorama 500, not too surprising, but there is a surprising name on that list. And I want to see if you gentlemen can pick out which one it is. So, <laughs> P1, out of four people, out of four people that are currently in the power rankings after the Mount Panorama 500, six votes, SVG uh, from Triple Eight, three votes, Tim Slade, Blanchard Racing Team, two votes, Zane Goddard, Matt Stone Racing, and one vote, Mark Winterbottom, Team 18. Power rankings, discuss. Can't believe Tim Slade's in there. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, Zane Goddard put together a very solid opening round from where he was last year to where he finished this year. And I think that little team, the little team that could, I think he did a fantastic job, as did his teammate. So um, I stand by my two votes for Zane Goddard. It might be the only two votes he gets all year, but I'm going to stand by it. It's, it's still, and look, you're right. The, the, the whole point of the power rankings, it's, to, it's round by round basis. And of course... Um, SVG was going to get the maximum six votes because he absolutely brained everyone. Simple as that. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he get he wouldn't rank on the uh, the power rankings for his mountain biking exploits, but uh, <laughs> no. his expertise on a mountain bike. But in behind a, the wheel of a supercar, he's he's dead red, dead set red hot at the moment. So uh, listen, you ask my and Stephen's opinions to give points for power rankings. Don't argue when I give Zane Goddard three or just don't ask me or two points. Just don't ask. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, on, the, on, the, on the topic, though, of the power rankings, though, did you did you think, though, that when we uh, that when we wrapped up at Mount Panorama and as we head towards um, Sandown in a couple, of weeks ta- a couple of weeks' time, that Tim Slade would be the only Ford driver on that list? No. Absolutely not. You wouldn't? No. no. It's, that's a shock. And, and, that's did not half a sh- and that's yeah. not a shot at uh, yeah, Tim Slade at all. He did only do half the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's, that's a really good point, Nimsy. And uh, no, I don't think any of us tipped that he would be that competitive or that strong. And uh, as I said, I think it bodes well for him and the team. Um, and the Shell V Power guys, they've got to lift their game a mm-hmm. little bit, they've got to get a little bit faster. Um, and the Tickford guys, well, we talked about that last week. They've got to get a whole lot better. Mm. So um, I like that Tim's there. I like what his team is doing. I think it's fresh. It's a new team. It's good to have him back, and uh, I hope he has a ripper year. Yeah, So I, and look, by all intents and purposes, I mean, it just took one mistake that ruined everything, but up until then, it was just going absolutely fantastically. But that's the whole point of the power rankings. But uh, we'll update the rankings after the next Supercars round at Sandown. We do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, proudly Australian-made lubricants. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains. And you, together, we're implementing a great partnership. We've got a couple of talking points in the podium coming up. We'll get to that next. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for the podium. Now on The Driver's Seat, The Podium. We've got three talking points for Matt and Steve to do a bit of a deep dive on. 
This one came out of left field. Uh, I heard this on a certain podcast by a Penrite Oil-sponsored driver. Um, he, fl- he floated this rumour there, and it didn't quite go to crickets, but Cameron Waters to Triple Eight in 2022. What do you hmm. think of that? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? 2022. Because when you think about it, now... Is he off contract at the end of this year? I don't know. That part's a bit uh, murky, but, you know, contracts are, can be... Ripped up pretty quickly these days, it seems. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, Coke exactly. Um, I don't know. I, there's there's two schools of thought to that, and there's two types of discussion coming out about that. A lot of the people in the know are saying that Triple Eight want to go with youth mm-hmm. again. Now, does Cam qualify as youth? I think Possibly. he does. I think he does. Um, but there's also Brock Feeney that's in line for that drive as well. If he does well in the Dunlop series, if it were me. If I were Cam Waters, gone. Mm. I would be at Triple Eight in a heartbeat. Yeah, I really would. It's uh, it's funny, isn't it? You know, obviously, you know, Cam's built himself up to be this, uh, you know, I guess the brand ambassador for Monster, and he's been with um, Tickford now for quite a while. Yeah. Um, won a Super Two title with him as well. Won a Super yeah, Two yeah. title with him. Yep. Absolutely. But then, uh, then to change, and it's not just a a model change. It's it's a everything change. Everything total opposite. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's that's just the way that that Lowndes did it. Yeah, that it rolls. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. yeah. So it'd be very very interesting. And and to be honest, if you weren't if you were Triple Eight, you'd be silly not to be looking at the dude because he's Absolutely. driving amazing. Yeah. Um, he's up the front, yep. and you know he fits sort of that that energy drink style of you know I guess. Kid that um, that everyone sort of looks at with the with the flat peaks and this and that and everything else and so can steer can and steer. can steer. He says, looking at me across the desk, wearing a flat brimmed cap. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> uh, it's not a Red Bull hat though. No, it's not. It's a Team Johnson seventeen hat. Um, if I were Red, if I'm the marketing department of Red Bull, and I've got an opportunity to grab Monsters number one athlete in Australia, let's mm-hmm. be let's be clear, mm-hmm. and get him into Triple Eight. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. It almost prints money, doesn't it? Well, and then if you get him in and he starts winning, what does that say? I mean, yeah, you can tie all the corporate speak around it all you want, but um, I would love that. And Mm. I would love to see Cam at Triple Eight. I think he'd do very well. Um, Another one here, uh, one off the text line. Put Tom Randall in at Triple Eight, in my opinion. About time he joins full time. what, What if you move... Cam to Triple Eight, Cam to Triple Tickford. Well, you know, the silly season still a fair while away, but uh, yeah, well, no, can you believe we're talking about driver swaps and it's not even round two? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, next up, a bit of a two for one um, uh, question here on the podium. Scott McLaughlin will be an IndyCar race winner this year. I mean, he he debuts at Barber Motorsport Park on April 18th for the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, and his teammates, Will Power, Joseph Newgarden, and Simon Paginot have all won the IndyCar series, or Siri, as I've put on the sheet. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. Do you reckon that we'll see him on the top on the top step this year in his debut year? Matty, you go first. Uh, entirely possible. IndyCar is that kind of series. Oh, and I was going to say, I'm not going to sit here and go yes. 
because it, it's such a, you know, like any series, it's yeah. such a hard series. It's Rookie first, can win a race. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, but yep. I would not be totally surprised and shocked if he does. And 100%. 100%. And I think it would be fabulous. He's got if the he talent does. to do it. Is yep. he going to become an IndyCar winner in the future? 100%. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So could we? In yes. 2021, if everything goes to plan for everybody, yeah. possibly not. But if, if things don't go to plan, which is usually what happens sure. in, in those races, sure. uh, with different tyre strategies and, and safety cars and everything yep, else, absolutely. We'll see, we could quite easily see what you didn't like at um, Sydney Motorsport Park and Darwin last year with the, the whole hard, yep. soft tyre thing. Yeah. That's what they do. They do the, the hard, soft tyre. Yeah, but they the do race. it better than a supercar. They do, yes, but still. Um, you can still be caught out on the wrong tyre. If yeah, a safety yeah. car comes out, if you started – if you've tried to switch the strategy up a bit, you know, it, 100%, it could happen, and I would not be shocked if it did. I was watching a replay of a race last year from Detroit, and there would have been, throughout that race, there would have been nine or ten different leaders throughout the race. It is the series to watch. You know that I, I'm a bit about Formula One. Like, who cares, right? But... If you want to watch good racing, and and I sat down Mrs. Mack because she hates anything other than Formula One. Oh, she likes supercars, but we sat down and I said, honey, just watch this race. She was blown away. She'd never watched an Indy race before. She was blown away at the, at the entertainment that IndyCar puts on. So to have Scotty Mack in there even makes it even better. Crazy Eyes Willpower, which also, might I add, just quickly, uh, Rusty's Garage, latest episode, Willpower. Podcast. Sensational. Yeah. There you go. Um, one last one. Now, this is part two of that question. Fabian Coulthard. He will be a backmarker. Fabian who? Coulthard. Coulthard. Not Coulthard. 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 Oh, stop, stop with you, Matthew. <laughs> I was about to say, don't make me whip out the folder, Matty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes. But um, after results of P14, P22 at Mount Panorama, he's... He's, it's going to be a very long year for the guys at Team Sydney, isn't it? But is Fabs good enough to take that team forward? Or if he's not, what the hell do we need to do to get that those cars up the front? Yeah, it's you ne- it needs to all be it needs to all work. You need to have the driver pulling forward, and I think you know what we could be looking at, what we should be looking at as an example, is WAU and Chas Mostert. You know, they were. Absolute basket cases a few years ago, Maddie, weren't they? Yep. And, you know, obviously JC left and everything else that wasn't going well there at the end of JC's run. Um, they had no, they had speed every now and then at a certain, they were always fast at a certain track, like a Townsville or something. That was it. Um, and now they've obviously rebuilding their, uh, they've got a really good driver in Chaz. That's, that's just an, an absolute go getter. Um, and they're trying to build the team around him. So uh, I think. And that's we've seen the fruits to that already this year. Sure. Uh, is that going to happen with Fabian and Team Sydney? Um, you know, I think I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I think I, I don't think I think the percentage of it working like it's done with WAU and Chaz is less. If oh, that totally. makes sense. Yeah, yeah I totally it, agree. And and we're not having to go with Fabs here too. I mean, he no, can no, only no, do no. what he can with with, no, no, no. with what he's given. But he, it's going to be interesting to watch because he throughout. The first round of Bathurst, the big, his big line, his corporate line was, "Hey, we've got a young, we've got a small team, we're all working around each other. It's all, you know, we're all it's real leadership, and it's, you know, we've got to learn, we've got to learn, we've got to learn." Year two now. If we're still doing that and trotting out those PR lines mid-year, could it be a one-year deal 
for Fabs? Yeah. Entirely possible. Yeah, and, and as a famous Dick Johnson quote, he would always turn around and say, well, you just can't make honey out of dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong there. But, uh, thank you. Thank you, DJ. And nor would I want honey made out of dog poo. But thank you. Hey, let us know what you think. 0433981116 is our text line. Do you reckon that Fabian Coulthard can even get into the top 10 this year at Team Sydney? That's what we want I to do. know. I think do he you? will. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think he'll crack, crack a top 10 somewhere but it won't be consistent. Mm. 04338981116. That is the text line. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great plans and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Crone. Great plans. Implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to a Kubota. Uh, thanks for everyone jumping on board the old text line. 0433 98 11 16. If you want to get involved, uh, we got a couple in there. Do you want to read them, Stevie? Yeah, absolutely. I think we got, uh, obviously, we spoke about the Thomas Miranda one, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Did we speak about that one? Yeah, we, we touched uh, on that one. So, yeah, if you're already running last anyway, yeah, this was actually great uh, reading this about what we just spoke about regarding Fabs and Team Sydney. Uh, if you're a, if you're already running last anyway, like Team Sydney, is there any point in trying to develop a car that becomes obsolete in nine months' time? Is Which a good is point. Actually, it's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, the question is, I'd if it were me, if it were my business, probably not. You still got. I mean, you've still got. You know, um, well, Tony Quinn's the, the one of the major sponsors yeah, there through, on Fabian's car legends. through yep. local legends. Um, you've still got those sort of guys that want results too. So. Sure. You, you can't not, I don't think. I think you can't just stop and go, oh, yes, let's just get through this year. And mm. if you do that, you might not have a ne- next year. Sure. You know, so I don't think that they've got anything, any other option but to s- still try to develop. And it's not really developing the car. It's really just developing their team to get the settings right. I mean, you know, and also other team willing to spend the money on upgrading to a car that's very close to what, SVG and Jamie Winkup are running because they're a customer to Triple Eight. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know the ins and outs, but I'm pretty sure that they haven't got all the gear that those cars have got. No, and I think as a percentage of budget, I think you would be, if it were my business and we were back markers, our sponsors would not be paying the sort of the sort of money that Red Bull's paying. No. And so you'd, you'd almost have the hard conversation and say, guys, we want your premiere and local legends. We want you on the cars for Gary and, and Fabian. Mm. Um, but understand that we're still going to be more than likely a backmarker because yep. we've got to throw a ton of cash at building Gen 3 for 2022, and it's just putting it up against a wall if mm. we just spend all of our budget towards 2021. Especially yeah. when And I would imagine that's what Fabian, when he signed on for this, if Gen 2 was still coming, and if Gen 2 was still in play and it wasn't going to be Gen 3 next year, I don't think Fabian would have signed. But Gen 3 at least gives that team a possibility of moving up the grid. It's a, it's a slim possibility, but uh, mm. look, either way, it, it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't at the moment. And yep. it, it, you, you develop a car and try to get up to the level that Tickford already have, DJ already have, um, Team 18 already are getting towards, Walkinshaw's already upping their game. Everyone's just, it's like yep. an arms race where everyone just keeps building a bigger gun. <laughs> well, DJR built a new car, I think, over... Over the break, did they not? Two. The, two both new cars, are they? Both new cars, absolutely. Yeah, right. So for, for one year. For one year, exactly. I mean, and that, that's a different situation, though. Um, you know, that was a deal that was done 
via uh, Penske and DJR with the the cars that were run last year, yep. uh, mainly Scotty Max cars, will eventually end up going back to, to sure. Rogers' car collection back in the States. So they needed cars to race this year. So, uh, But also another one um, from uh, Julie. Julie. Thanks for that. Yeah, love the show. Cannot wait for PI this weekend. And Sandown the week after, we Victorians need our motorsport fix. Fingers crossed. The boys survive the driver's seat guest jinx. <laughs> Julie, that's not a thing, I promise. It's just a Steve Johnson thing. Julie, I'm not saying anything to see how I go over the week. Good weekend. luck, both of you. Thank you. Come down and see us, Julie. Come say good day. <laughs> Uh, there? Hopefully, uh, we won't be repeating any of your Phillip Island antics uh, in that BMW, Matty. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it, oh, listen- if I do that, mate, I, I, that'll be me for 2021, <laughs> let me tell you. You're listening to the driver's seat. We'll wrap it all up with race. We we rewind. You can tell. You see, I'm being quiet now. You can tell it's getting late, isn't it? <laughs> Daylight saving down there. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you'd like to get in touch on the temper text line, it's the driver's seat and race rewind is up next. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to a Kubota, Kubota implements, Chrome, Great Plains, and you together. We're implementing. A great partnership. A big thank you to Lee Holdsworth and Jordan Cox for jumping on board the show. They're going to be in action at Phillip Island this weekend as part of the Shannon's Motorsport Motorsport Australia Championships. Uh, Plenty of categories there. But right now, though, we're going to have a look-see at our Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Just a reminder, you can rev up your smartphone. What happened there? (laughs) Sorry, I just knocked myself out with the microphone. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> you have oh, no idea what it's like, people, the sitting one, across from this. The one time I wish those cameras were working, too. Oh. That, we could have sent that into Funniest and got the JVC home video system. Oh. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It features podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Um, we're having a look at the last time that TCR Australia was at Phillip Island, and that was in 2019. It was absolute carnage. Uh, Dylan O'Keefe got his maiden win in the category, but it was just balls then to the wall. Then his car got there. written off. Yeah, then his did. car got written off, didn't it? <laughs> he got introduced uh, to the back of a Civic by the looks of it. <laughs> yes, he did. He uh, did. Now, um, do you guys remember this round at all? I, I remember that round because I think uh, – Garth Tander was there. Leanne Tander was racing there as well, I think, in Audi by memory. That's correct. Yep. Um, yeah, so I do remember vaguely some uh, some of the the racing and what happened over the, over the weekend. Uh, look, it was an interesting one because, as I said, Dylan O'Keefe had a great weekend until the last race. Uh, Will Brown extended his championship lead. He... Had, he had to basically settle for P2 the entire time. It was actually one of the first times, I think. Well, it was only the second round, so of course it was the first time. But he was dominating the entire series. Dylan O'Keefe happened to just rain in his parade a little bit until he got introduced to John Martin's Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, he had a very close uh, very close view of his taillights in his rear wing, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He basically backed into the side of Dylan O'Keefe's car at about... 120 kilometres an hour, and and I think all but rode off the Alpha. Yeah, because they couldn't take it back. Uh, the Honda was able to sort of crawl back, kind of like um, Lanzi's car did at the AGP in 2011 when he had that tussle with you. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just quickly, have a look at some of the names that are on the grid. Uh, you got Chelsea Angelo. She's back. She is back. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Bright. He, is he? No. No. He's MIA. I don't know where Jason is at the moment, actually. His name popped up the other day, and I said, I don't know. I actually haven't seen or heard of Jack from Jason for ages. Mm-hmm. Will Brown, now a full-time driver in supercars for Erebus Motorsport. Yes. Unfortunately for him, he only had one one. One instance where he had got to have the number one on the side of his uh, Hyundai, the poor bugger. Um, yep. We got Aaron Cameron. Aaron Cameron's back this weekend, back. isn't he? Yep. Yes. He is back. Uh, Tony Delberto, he's also back. back. Andre mm-hmm. Heimgart now. No. Remember the Kelly Racing TCR team? That's right. Yes. I don't, I don't think those when cars Subaru uh, Subaru, uh, at that stage. Opals and then, uh, Subarus and Opals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of them are in the country anymore. No. no. Really? <laughs> no, the Subarus are in South Africa, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. And I think. I'd be, I stand corrected to be. I stand to be corrected about I think the got, opals. I think you've got it the other way around. I think the opals were are in. Uh, I think. And, sorry, Nimsy. I think you're right. Yeah, because I think someone else. There's another team that bought the X Kelly Racing Subarus. Yeah. yeah, I think yes, they were us. Yes. Sydney. That's right. And the opals have gone to South Africa. Mm. Anyway, we digress. John Martin. <laughs> John Martin. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's in. He's uh, back. Nathan Morgan. Yep, he's there. Moff. Yep. yep, Moff's there. Crispy. No, Crispy's your mate's not there. No. Uh, Hamish Ribadis. No, he's not. Nor is Alex Rulo. Mm-hmm. Nor is Garth Tander. Nor is Leanne Tander. Molly no. Taylor's there. Commentary. Well, she's on commentary. Hey, and <laughs> shout out to Davey Reynolds too. He'll be making his commentary debut. He will. That'll be interesting. That will be interesting. Have <laughs> they got a mute button as well? I was like about to say. I, was about, I don't think Channel the 7. The Reynolds button. <laughs> Jimmy Vernon and Alexandra Whitley both also not there. Now, Interesting with Jimmy because we had Jimmy. Jimmy left TCR to come across to Trans Am, but he only did one round in Adelaide yes. last year. Yes, where he finished on the podium, and then all of a sudden, Jimmy, Jimmy who? No cash. No cash, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy has no, no cash. cash. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right, <laughs> cash. No, Robo. No cash. <laughs> no cash. Is that Jimmy talking to Michael to, Caruso? Uh, Michael, Michael Caruso. Caruso's not going to help you, mate. Caruso's just gone, mate. Why are you not here at Phillip Island next weekend? <laughs> no cash. <laughs> um, but while we're while we're going through the names, Alexandra Whitley, she's in Super Three now, isn't she? Part of no. BJR, or am I thinking someone else? No, that's someone else. Oh. No, Alexandra Whitley is an Australian who is actually living in New Zealand. Yeah, she's a yeah, absolutely. She's yeah. abroad, isn't she? She. Yes, living abroad. She lives abroad. Oh, oh, right. Okay, I get what you. Yeah, mean. she's okay. in the B. Uh, if, I, if I recall correctly, she's in the uh, BNT V8s. Correct. Yes, actually, she was driving those Sangyong Utes over yes. there too. Yep. Similar to the obviously what the Utes yes. were out here, um, but uh, apart from that, I don't know. She's there's no plans of her coming back at the moment. Not that I, I know. I don't, well, no, from, no one from New Zealand can get here. No. You can go back to New Zealand. I saw during the week. On a current affair, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they're, they're, the um, they've been given yeah, a jailbird big, plane, a big tick. It's, yes, it's uh, it's been back on uh, on the agenda mm. there. But uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting <laughs> to look back at the well, the only time that TCR Australia have been at Phillip Island, and a uh, rather impressive list of names there. But uh, look, before we wrap up here on the driver's seat, uh, one thing that we do have to mention in our loose ends, you might have seen a fair few motorsport personalities, not just drivers, but uh, even people like Greg Rust. Uh, even yep. we got amongst it too. But uh, some pink tiles coming up on social media. And this was started by Chaz Mostert, which is a bloody good initiative. And unfortunately for him, uh, I'm I'm thinking that most of the uh, the fans online 
were the same sort of people that Jim Richards described on the Bathurst podium in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Except now they've got a voice. Yeah, yeah, that's the only difference. Um, but, yeah, it was all about no social hate. Now, Matty, the amount of drivers that actually got amongst this was incredible. Mm. Almost all the grid uh, took part. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's the first time that and, and it was all started by Chaz Mostert, so good on you, Chaz. Uh it was the first time the driver group could stand together as one and just do something quickly. Yeah. Nice and easy, make a statement and back away. But it could be something that could be ongoing. Should be ongoing. As in, yeah, should be ongoing. And any time you see something uh, bad on the socials, yep. you know, some of us need to just post that up. Yep. You know, straight totally after agree. their comment. Totally agree. Because there is a there's a Facebook page, Supercar Inbreds or something like that. The Bakery, yes. Yeah, the, the Bakery. bakery. <laughs> and some of the comments that Chaz copped on that, you just go, mate, this is the reason we do it. Yeah. You know, it was stop making political rants and just get on with driving race cars and all of that kind of stuff. Now, everyone has passion. Everyone has voices. But... The, the uh, and opinions. The reality is, though, you can cross that line very, very quickly. And these these guys and girls that work in motorsport, us, all of them, we're, we're just people. We've just got opinions. And yeah. when you when you become so uh, vile online and threatening and nasty and all that kind of stuff, uh, certainly, I think now within motorsport, we just won't cop it. We just won't cop it. So you just get you just get deleted and banned and. All of that kind of stuff, and you can have your say to your lounge room wall because mm. that sort of vitriol, no one wants to read. Mm. Well said. And uh, look, just as a, just so we don't end on a negative note, one thing that I have been very impressed with this evening has been our text line, the temper text line, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, because uh, on the temper text. Madeline Stewart is who I was thinking of. Oh, and, yes. Uh, thank Maddie you. Maddie Stewart, of course. She's and, up here on the Gold Coast. And it's the same person that uh, that – commented earlier on regarding Team Sydney, is there any point? Because mm. it's the same number, but no name. So thank you, no name. Yeah, pop your name same on number. there, and thank you for helping us out there. That's the sort of... It yes. might be Madeline. <laughs> well, maybe. It could be Madeline. It could be Never Madeline. Know. It could be Madeline. Never I know. Think she runs a gym on the Gold Coast. And now that we are live, of course, Hopefully it's on the Gold Coast, gym. maybe she's listening to it, um, eating a macrobiotic food and... <laughs> Or you know, lettuce, doing doing lettuce, lettuce and yeah, and, and water and doing some crunches and squats all and that kind of stuff and all that yeah, sort of stuff that they do. Yeah, just text saying, as, as my dad would say, mung beans and lettuce leaves. That's it, mung beans and lettuce leaves. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a mung bean or a lettuce leaf? I don't even know what that is. The <laughs> well, last time I saw a lettuce leaf was on my burger. burger. I was yeah. about to say he sees lettuce leaves a fair bit. <laughs> it's just generally they've got quite a hell of a garnish yeah. on top, yeah. and it's you normally shredded. It's normally shredded. Does anyone know what a mung bean is? No idea. Do you want to know what a mung bean is? A mung bean is? A mung bean or a mung bean? Look, we got about we got about 60 seconds left, so if anyone does, text in 0433 98 11 16. Do we have it in your cooking, Nimsy? Oh, I don't mung believe bean. so. No. Hey, you've got it in front of you. Like, Google it. Oh, it's not that makes for great radio. It does make for great radio. While you're Googling it. I'd ask that chef, Pete, what's his name? No one can find him because he's not on socials anymore. <laughs> oh, it's Tom from Hobart. Tom, hey, thank you, Tom. Legend, another Tommy. Tommy, welcome on, welcome. Madeline Stewart, well played, sir. Well played. That's 
definitely destroyed the mental image that was in my head. So thank you for that too, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Does anyone know what a mung bean is? Quickly, you've got about 10 seconds. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Uh, thanks to everyone that did text in today. While we do talk about some of the, uh, the degenerates that are on social media, we do love everyone that texts in and gives us feedback on the driver's seat. That is a part of the community we do want to champion a fair bit because you guys uh, do make it all worthwhile. But uh, that about wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. Boys, it's been a good one. It's been sensational. Mm. And a mung bean is a small, round, green bean, Jeez a Lord. tropical, old world plant that yields mung beans. You're a mung bean. As a source <laughs> of bean sprouts. Bean. It's a bean sprout. Oh, I know. I can sleep well. Oh, See you next week, guys. And good luck this weekend, Matty. Thanks, bro. See you there. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.